Hello and welcome to Behind the Bearcat. This is the podcast where the Northwest Missouri State University Career Services Office talks with Northwest faculty, staff, students, alumni, and friends to hear about their career journeys, how they got to where they are, and how they became Bearcats. I'm Career Services Assistant Director Travis Klein. And I'm Hannah Christian, the Director of Career Services here at Northwest. And today's guest on our podcast... Oh, that's me. Uh-huh. That's you. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah. Mark Hendricks, I'm the University Event Scheduling Coordinator here in the uh, Student Union. So, Welcome. Welcome, Mark. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to have you. <laughs> so Mark is um, is my neighbor, and also um, we used to work together at the radio station way back when in college. So Absolutely. So Mark yeah. and I go way back. So very much so. Very glad to have you here. So um, tell us what you do at Northwest. So you said University Event Scheduling Specialist. So that's one of those lovely university titles. So what does that actually mean? Yeah, so it's a lot of stuff. So um, any event that we have on campus, like I'll do the scheduling for it, unless it's in athletics. That's pretty much it. But anything really here in the student union, the station, the outdoor pavilion, we'll do the setup for that. And essentially, I'm an event coordinator for the student union. So I know you guys, y'all use my union quite a bit. So, uh, you know, we all work together quite a bit. So uh, we just try to make sure that everybody's events are ready to go and and looking good and make sure y'all are happy. And I'm in charge of getting the, like the tailgate set up for, for football. You know, we'll do weddings and all types of different events and stuff like that. So, so I got that and then all the scheduling for like Colden Hall Garrett Strong. So if you're having like a class meeting or something like that, then also I'm in charge of summer camps and conferences, getting all those uh, people in here, all the sports camps, getting them housed and all the um, non-sports camps, making sure they have meeting spaces and things like that. So yeah, Mark's the guy. It's a yeah. lot. Yeah, yes. A lot. Mark's the guy. If you need a place, you call yeah. Mark and he takes care of it. So that's, Absolutely. that's, that's how I, I, that's what I tell people. It's like, Hendrix is the guy. You just call him when you need things and he takes care of it. So, yeah, yeah. So, let's go way, way back. How did you come to Northwest? Tell us the story of young Mark and how he found Northwest. Well, I was born April 3rd, 19. No, we're not going that far. I'm a townie, graduated from high school here in 2004, went to college, did the college thing, moved away in 2008. Ashley Hendricks, who you guys interviewed a few seasons ago, I actually watched that back the other day. It was <laughs> gave me a lot of tips of how this is going to go. <laughs> um, but we moved to Olathe back in 2008, and we moved to uh, move back home here in 2015 and became Travis's neighbor. And the rest is history. Started here in 2016, and and just been just been loving it ever since. You know, I I knew when I was in high school that. I wanted to be at, you know, go to Northwest. I didn't really look at any other place. I looked at Missouri State because I was born down there. My dad lives down there. And, um, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a big place. (laughs) And, you know, I know Maryville and know a lot of people here. So, um, you know, this has always been home. And, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. So you studied broadcasting yeah so studied broadcasting um found out that i um enjoyed working more than school (laughs) um and decided to take the working route um so did some radio here and there um 
and then I found out, you know, maybe it wasn't for me. Um, so I kind of went a different career path, um, started, I was a supervisor for a landscape development company in Olathe, um, and enjoyed that tremendously. Uh, I was there from 2008 until, until we moved back up here in 2015. Um, but the tie into events is, um, one of the things that I added on while I was down there is, uh, I was working for an apartment complex and, they were having trouble finding events and things like that and stuff to do. And I was helping playing those. And I was like, man, I really enjoy this. I like, you know, getting people out and doing stuff. And, and that, that was a lot of fun. So whenever this position opened up, um, I just had to jump at it because, you know, it, I, I feel like I have really great customer service skills and um, I know how to please the audience. So uh, it, it, it was just a nice fit for me. And you're also super active in the community too, right? Like not only are you the guy on campus, but you do a lot of stuff for Maryville as well, yeah, right? So, <laughs> yeah, sometimes we, we kid because now we have two children. So we might have to step back just a little bit, you know, tone it down just a little bit. But um, Maryville Public Art uh, Committee, which we are actually merging into downtown Maryville because pretty much all of our events are in downtown. Um, all of our artwork is downtown. So it kind of just makes sense. So we're uh, merging into that and I'll be joining the uh, downtown Maryville group. Um, I'm on the Wesley Center board, the Wesley Center here on campus. I'm on their board. I'm on the First United Methodist Church board. I'm on the Mosaic Golf Committee board. So um, or the St. Francis Foundation Classic Golf Tournament, that thing. Very active in all the events and stuff out at the country club. So we got our hand in a lot of stuff. So and one of the things with your position right now, you hire a lot of students and we, we do that in our office too. So what, you know, thinking of a student's listening to this and is looking for a campus job, what are the things you look for in a student worker in the union to be, because, you know, when I call you, it's you, you come up and help a lot because you do have great customer service, but I feel like your students do a lot of that too. So are there skills or, you know, things that you would like them to mention on the application that like you, you really like to look for in a student employee? You know, the first thing is, is just putting yourself out there. You know, with this position, I understand that you're not going to have a lot of event coordination skills, stuff like that. But if you're outgoing and are not afraid to talk to people, that's a big plus. You know, I use a lot of the, I call it the airplane talk, where if you're sitting next to somebody on an airplane, I don't want to, if, if I feel like talking to somebody on the airplane, you know, I don't want to be bored the whole time. If somebody's just saying, yeah, okay whatever, you know, like, let's have a conversation. So in the interview process, you know, if we can strike up and have a good conversation, like, man, you know, I want, I want to know more about this person. So that's, that's huge for me. And then somebody that's just kind of a go-getter, you can, you can kind of just, you, you feel it whenever they come into the interview, they're like, you know, prepared and, you know, don't have to take forever to think about answering a question. They're just like, yep. Yeah, that's no big deal. Yes, I can do that. Yes, I'm available at those times. Yes, I'll work uh, Saturday night at 8 p.m. until midnight. Of course, that sounds great, Mark. You know, that's awesome. <laughs> <to me. laughs> that way I don't have to do it. But, you know, I somebody that's just going to put themselves out there is just huge. That's the first step is just applying. Like, do not be afraid to apply. 
because a lot of the jobs on campus, you probably don't have any experience for, but we're here to help you, you know? And my goal by the time that you leave being a student manager here at Northwest is you've got great communication skills and you're a great person. I totally understand that you are here to go to school. So we're going to make sure that you get your schoolwork done. We're going to make sure that you work too, but we're going to take care of, you know, numero uno going to school. That's number one. But we're going to make you a great person by the time you leave here. And the lasting relationships that I have with with my students, I call them my kids. You know, it's it's great. I've, gosh, I've uh, officiated one of their weddings. You know, that was really cool for me. And then getting them to come back on uh, on homecoming, that's always fun to have them, you know, be like, man, I got to stop by and see Mark or see the union, see what's changed. You know, that's great. And they become part of my family. You know, they know my kids. They've babysat, you know, my kids before. And having them, I guess, take in all that is of the Bearcat family. Because it's not just a, all right, you're here. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Thanks for your money. No, we don't do that. here. We are a family and we preach that. And I want them as soon as they come on campus and they start working for me, working with me, you know, that's, they're, they're part of my family right off the bat. So to kind of go along with that, not just like what types of skills or, or relationships sort of attributes they bring to the job, but what types of things do they learn when they're working for you as a student assistant? That first thing is just the, the customer service, the communication piece. Because I tell them from the get-go, I go, you're going to work with everybody from you know your student organizations to the Northwest Leadership Team to the Board of Regents, to the governor who was here last year. We'll have outside, you know, um, vendors that we'll have come in, outside customers such as like weddings and, and birthday parties. And we had a pageant last year. So I say you can't be afraid to talk to anybody because at the end of the day, they're people just like you and I. So uh, that's the number one thing that they're going to learn is – they're not going to be afraid to talk to anybody because when they, when they come in, they're, they're shy, of course, you know, especially, man, especially with COVID, you know, everybody was shut in for a long time. So now we're starting to get people kind of coming back out and kind of reintroducing like, okay, this is. Here's how you talk talk face to face. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I was kind of bummed that that we have to do this on Zoom. I was ready to sit down and have some, have a nice Red Bull and and have a chat, but I get it. Um, But yeah, customer service, that's number one that you're going to take away from here. And just making sure that you're you're completing your tasks. You know, you got a set list of things that you're going to do each day. Like you're going to go check for trash around the building, pick up anything that you see, uh, make sure that the rooms are set up for the next event. And just making sure nothing crazy happens here in the union while Mark is gone. <laughs> Which it, is a lot harder than it sounds, it, to be it really honest. <laughs> it really is. But we put security cameras in, so we're okay now. <laughs> it's uh, customer service and the hard work, and then just completing schoolwork. You know, that's really important for me. You mentioned summer camps, and I think, you know, a lot of folks don't think about that. They think, you know, Northwest kind of shuts down in the summertime, but we've had several guests that talk about how coming to a camp, like a football camp or, you know, something where they stayed on campus in high school made them come to Northwest. So those are a really huge part of admissions that I think we don't really talk about a lot. So can you talk about maybe some of the different types of camps that you guys have come to campus over the summer? 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know, um, we've got football, basketball, men's and women's soccer, cheerleading, volleyball. But yeah, like like you said, exactly. That's our number one for a lot of these kids. That's the first time that they're going to see Northwest. We got to paint a good picture of how we treat people here at Northwest. We got to make sure their rooms are clean, make sure that the facilities are are up to date and looking great. Tell you a little story about last summer for football camp. We had a team from Barrow, Alaska come down just to come to football camp here at Northwest. There's, I think there's a connection with one of the coaches, but they stayed for a week, maybe two weeks. They loved it. They loved being down here. And gosh, that was such a cool thing to, to meet those kids. And they're like, it's hot down here. And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was, it was so nice to just meet them and, and, and show them Northwest and show what we have, you know? We don't have Chick-fil-A going on in the summer. We don't have Einstein's. Starbucks is still open. You know, we make sure that our facilities downstairs and the in the Bearcat Commons are are looking good. And you know, it, we definitely don't shut down in the summer. You know, June and July are uh, man, they're hopping around Huge, here, especially yeah. in July. <laughs> we've got camps, we've got soar. Upward bound. Yeah, upward bound. You know, I think the only slow-ish month is probably middle to end of May. And that's when I can like breathe for a little bit, mainly because facilities shuts the everything down, it seems like now. So, but yeah, we have that little break, but then, you know, June hits and, and we're off and running again and all the way up until school starts again. And it, the cycle just starts over. You mentioned when you were talking about being a broadcast major and, and talking about liking work more than liking school. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, especially students, you know, we're, we're talking always about students and work. They don't understand that that's just as valuable a piece of information as things that you're learning in the classroom. So tell me, what do you like about working? What do you love about your job? Or if you love your job, I'm assuming that. I love it. I love my job. What are the qualities of working that like you really just enjoyed more than going to class? Oh, back in the day? Um, Both and or all. And Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love being on air. That was a lot of fun for me because um, I could make jokes and, and stuff like that. And, and then learning more and more about how a radio station works. When I was, you know, 20, that was awesome for me. I wasn't married and had kids. You know, I could go spend a lot of time in the studio just practicing and working on stuff and, and making up funny stuff. And that was a fun thing for me. And I think I got caught up being there too much than versus being in the classroom. Well, well that too, but you know, <laughs> I, I was focusing more on the, I can make money right now doing this. I'm not making money. I'm actually spending money doing this. Do I look back and, and, say, dang, I wish I would have really done that better. Of course, but I can't go back. You know, I can still go to school now and finish, which is what I'm going to do. But am I going to like, do I regret my life? No, absolutely not. You know, it's made me the person that I am today because I wasn't somebody who just said, no, school's not for me. Or I'm going to take a, you know, take a break and just, figure it out. No, I, I got out there and I worked and, you know, I made sure that rent was paid and, and everything under the sun. And did it make things harder for me? 
I don't know if it really made things harder. You know, I don't struggle or anything because I just find a way to make things work. I'm not, you know, going paycheck to paycheck. Well, this first, right after the new baby, that's a little <laughs> bit. But that once you know, a month paycheck is we feel brutal. That. <laughs> that once a month paycheck that was that's, that's brutal. <laughs> Absolutely. But no, I I'm happy with the way that my my life is. You know, even though. Some people think that I made a bad decision. You know, it was the right decision for me. I've got a great job. I've got a great family. I've got a great house. I've got an awesome neighbor. That's awesome. And you're on uh, a college campus every day working absolutely. with a college student and like living the best yeah, dream, right? Absolutely. I get to come to work every day and, you know, see hundreds and if not a thousand kids walk through the union and they're all, you know, all over the place, you know, getting from here to there. We're making, you know, awesome events for these kids and working with all the different departments around campus is that's an awesome thing for me because I'm able to help others that aren't, I don't know, not in the event game like I am. So, you know, we look at different ways of, you know, how can we make your event better? Things of that nature. So I hope that kind of answers your question. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, moving away like to the Kansas City area and then coming back. So I know that coming back is something we've had discussions with folks with the city and the county and they're they really want a lot of people to do that. People that went to school here and maybe, you know, moved to the city for their 20s or early 30s and then want to come back and have a family in Maryville. Can you talk through that decision making process to, to you know, leave the Casey area and come back to Maryville and back to Northwest? So me and Ashley, we had talked that like before we had kids, you know, this was probably, let's say, two, 2010. We said, man, love to retire in Maryville, get a house right by the stadium so we can go to all the games and things like that. 2015 rolls around and Ashley says, hey, I'm going to apply for this job at Northwest. I'm like, okay, well, I thought we were going to wait till we retire, but I guess, you know, I got family here. So, of course, she got the job. And at first I was like, oh, gosh, I was really enjoying, you know, Kansas City. But I also knew that paying for a family in Kansas City is a little bit different than paying for a family in Maryville, Missouri. We jumped at it. You know, we're like, let's pack up. Let's move. I mean, we just had an apartment. We hadn't bought we hadn't bought a house. But we always knew that that Maryville was home. You know, Northwest is our home. We knew that we wanted to raise our family in a town, if not if not Maryville, a town like Maryville, you know, something like a Platte City or Smithville, something like that. But Maryville was just the right fit for us. You know, we always have a great time whenever we come back home. So we made the move and started looking at houses. And lo and behold, and lo and behold. <laughs> a house a block away from the stadium opens up and and another, lo and behold, my neighbor is Travis Klein. So, um, you know, it just, it's, it's a God thing. You know, it's, um, if, if you do that, it's a God thing for us. And why wait till retirement? You can yeah, live a, exactly. a block from the stadium right now. <laughs> exactly. So Ashley's like, well, you know, should we start looking for a new house? Like today, you know, she's like, should we start looking for new houses? I thought I'd, I'd rather just tear my house down, just build it on top of it. I love <laughs> that location. I love my neighborhood. But yeah, I mean, you don't have to live in a big city to make a difference. You know, I feel like I can make a difference 
more here in Maryville versus being just another person in Kansas City. You know, there's so many different things like we talked about earlier that that we do for the community. And it's not to say, wow, I'm a great person or anything. It's because we're all in this together. I want to make Maryville a better place. I want it to be a strong place where my kids can grow up and where more families like, you know, all of us can be and and still have the same opportunities that those in Kansas City have. You know, we do a lot of the downtown stuff right now. You know, you look at Kansas City and they're having, you know, Fourth Fridays down in Westport or, you know, all the different stuff. A couple weekends ago, we had music in the downtown park that new pocket park that we built was fantastic. That downtown board and, and the city have really, you know, have a great partnership of, wow, let's start really doing some stuff. Let's invest in our town more, invest for these younger families. um, So we can make this a man, Maryville is a great place to live. You know, it's not just a, a podunk hillbilly town. No, it's more than that. And it's a town for that, anybody can come back to and find a place to work. And it benefits everybody. If Mary, if downtown Maryville improves, then Northwest improves. And when Northwest improves, Maryville overall improves. So it's really kind of building each other up. And I think that's, it's funny that it's taken a while for, for all of us to kind of figure that out that, you know, that we not, you know, we, we really are kind of very connected, not just because of where Northwest is located, but really, you know, like, Downtown Maryville in the last two years has changed a lot and Northwest has changed a lot in two years. And there, there is a connection between those two that, you know, when families come on tour, they come to that summer camp and they see things like black pony and they see the art and they see this stuff going on, the events, like it becomes more attractive and then they want to live here. And that's, we all win when they do that. So. Absolutely. I mean, and I look at the future of, of Maryville and gosh, it's, it's so bright we have a lot of great events that are coming up. You know, you got, you've got glitz and glam, which is coming up here in a few weeks. It might air, this might air after that, but you know, but you look at like Halloween, we got homecoming and we got Halloween, you know, we'll have trick or treating in downtown and we'll have trick or treating out here at the res hall. And my kid gets so much candy. It's, ridiculous that trick-or-treating in the dorms is legit if you have little kids it is so for me as an adult like to watch the college students and how much fun they have giving candy to the little kids that is like beyond anything that you've ever seen before i can't wait for my four-month-old to go trick-or-treating this year so i get to have all of her candy from the (laughs) whistle because sorry honey but she's gonna look cute as a button that much (laughs) Because their mom will get her dressed up. I have no say in that. <laughs> the future, just there's a lot of great partnership going on. Uh, we're going to bring back Art, Rhythm, and Brews coming up May of next year. And we've got a lot of interest in that. I know you guys are great uh, fans of that. So mm-hmm. we're we're really excited to kind of do some new stuff with that. If you don't know what Art, Rhythm, and Brews is, for not for you guys, but for all <laughs> other people, think of like the Plaza Art Fair, um, something kind of like that where we're supporting the art. Uh, we're going to have some local artists and that are going to have art for sale there if you want to buy some art. But we're going to have some local breweries, local wineries, bring their crafts and, and drafts and all that stuff and bring it up and you can taste it all. And then we'll have local food from, you know, William Coy, A&G, Simply Siam, Pride the Palms will be there, you know, Clear Creek. We're going to, they're 
I think they just opened up today. This is our first day. So we're going to have a whole bunch of stuff that it's kind of just a taste of Maryville um, and surrounding areas. But uh, that's a really fun event for us. One other thing I wanted to mention, a little wiki wiki skill that you have, a little side thing (laughs) for those who don't know, DJ Mark. He's really good taste in music. So talk a little bit about your little hobby of of DJing and just, and sure. I, I say that, not just that, but like the walk on music. So I was the MC for the student employment awards <laughs> last year. Mark yeah. has a legit walk on like catalog for Absolutely. every single person who walks up on the stage like that. And that is a gift. People don't really realize that like that is a way of approaching an event, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's student employment awards. People can walk up and talk all day long, but like those little extra things that make an event, you know, whether as a DJ, you know, it's a dance for a, a party um, or an event that you have where you just have walk-on music for everyone who comes up. Just talk about like your love for doing that. So, you know, with the the walk-up music, I always enjoyed like whenever I was in high school and we were playing baseball, we have walk-up music. I was like, <laughs> oh man, Thunderstruck, ACDC, let's go, you know, <laughs> but I, I kind of feel bad because I think the, I think it was the event that you're talking about. I forgot to play a song for Provost Hoyman. <laughs> she got mad at me. <laughs> She's the never only one with no go. walk-up music. <laughs> she called you out at the event too. <laughs> she, so. did. she did. And I was like, I had the song and I was like playing it. And it's like, ah, technology. <laughs> so we're going to, we're going to get her here pretty soon. But yeah, uh, music, man. Music's always been a huge thing for me. My my dad's a musician. He's well, he's played at Art Rhythm and Bruce, so you guys have seen him there. But he's been in like a big band down in um, Springfield pretty much my whole life. I've actually got to get up on stage with him the past few years and, and sing with him, so that's been fun. But music has always just been a huge thing in our family. You know, Ashley was in choir and in, in, in all state and all district and all that stuff. I was in all district choir. Uh, so I can hold it, hold a note. <laughs> you know, we sing with the praise band at, at church and um, it's always been a huge thing. And now, you know, Zoe, our oldest, is starting to kind of get into music a little bit and she's just singing around the house. And I don't know what the hell she's singing most of the time, but <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of it's, it's cute. And I'm sure Izzy will get there, too. Hendricks Entertainment. Absolutely. <laughs> so it started off. I had a friend ask me, let's see, gosh, this was probably 2011. He goes, hey, we aren't religious. You're like the most religious person that we know. So we feel like you could maybe officiate our wedding. I was like, all right. So Universal Life Church online, <laughs> boom, ordained. So that that was kind of the start of Hendrix Entertainment because I didn't really start DJing until probably, well, DJing for money until like 2015, whenever I got smart and said, oh, people will actually pay me to do this. So since 2011, I have done, I have officiated, let's see, 28 weddings. And then, you know, we are DJing, like right now I'm in the middle of uh, three weeks in a row where. Uh, we've got a wedding going on this weekend. We're down in Amazonia. The following weekend, we're at a farm just outside of town. Last weekend, we were out in Hopkins. Um, I'll be at Black Pony at the end of October for their costume party. Um, so, and then <laughs> Ashley is my assistant. <laughs> <laughs> and 
I'm like, well, you know, we could make this a, you know, officiant DJ. We could also make this a graphic design thing where she, and she has helped me with some stuff. She helps me with my promotional stuff, but you know, it's, it's just a fun thing for, for me to do, man. I love playing music and get people moving around and get out of your seat. Let's, you know, we're here for a good time. You could play like the most ridiculous song, the Macarena and you get, 50 people out on the dance floor because oh i know that's so, you know, well people think those are the same skills as being a radio dj but they are not so not. <laughs> I, I very much enjoyed being a radio dj when i have a set you know i have my playlist and i just go through it and talk in the middle but be doing a dance and being able to set the pace of a dance and kind of knowing when it should naturally ebb and flow like that's a whole different skill set that some people oh, have and some people don't so like i right. i'm terrible at that but like you're really good at it adam gonzalez who we had on season one of the podcast is really good at it so um you know it's it's definitely a different skill adam is a like legit dj <laughs> he's, he's got the turntables and all that stuff i'm still working on that but yeah shout out to dj sir queen because he's fantastic yeah if you're ever down in the kansas city area go look him up because he'll put on a good show yeah, like you said, it's all about, you know, finding the, the right groove and, you know, feeling the crowd out. And sometimes you have those songs where, man, nobody's dancing to that one. <laughs> I just blame the bride and groom for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's all about, okay, well, how am I going to get out of that song? And then you find another song that, you know, has a, a hard start to where you just say, and hit it you know it just kind of goes into it and if you're losing people you know you play a slow song or you play cupid shuffle or something else to just get people out there so you know we started incorporating a lot of different stuff so we'll do a bunch of fun games like uh, the shoe game where if you ever been to a wedding and they're sitting in a chair back to back and they hold up one of uh, each other's shoes and i'll ask a question like uh who snores more and ashley would say mark and uh, we'd probably hold up both of our shoes. So, and we'll do um, anniversary dance, which is always a fun one. Get all the married couples out on the dance floor. That's a, that's a great way to get people out on the dance floor of like, if you've been married for like less than four hours. So like the newlyweds, they have to leave. <laughs> and then what I try to do is like, I try to make it personal for their event. So I ask like the bride and groom before, like, Hey, who do you think is probably going to be the the longest married couple? And, they're like, oh, it'd probably be grandma and grandpa. I go, okay, well, when were they married? And they'll say, oh, 1954. So I try to find a song from 1954, some slow song. So at the end of the anniversary dance, after they're the only ones there, I'll cut to that. So they kind of have that special moment by themselves. And then usually the bride and groom will join them. And um, kind of it just makes it special for pictures and stuff like that. So, mm. yeah, that's a, that's my drawn out. Henderson. The good no, tips and awesome. tricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But it, it's it's definitely a, a really fun thing for for me to do, and yeah, it's a, it's a side hustle, but it's something that I enjoy doing. And you know, um, I have I'm very lucky that I have two jobs that I really love doing. You know, and you know, if you're not happy in your job, go find something that you're going to like doing. Money is not everything. I'm just going to break that to you right now. You know, I don't make the most money in the world, but damn, I am happy. <laughs> I you know I I get to spend time with my family each and every single day. I get to go play golf with my friends and, and, and do a bunch of great things. And, and me and Ashley are, we have always just been goers. Like we don't, we're, we don't sit around and, and hang out at home very much. 
but you know, we're always going and doing something and people don't understand. Like, how do you, you guys just had another kid. Like, how are you doing this? I'm like, we don't know any other way. You know, <laughs> that's just the way we are. Happiness is priceless. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Mark. This was great. Yeah. Thanks guys. It was a lot of fun. All right. Well, that will do it for another episode of Behind the Bearcat, and we'll talk to you next time.